0: I want to uh, finish what was what started last week so hopefully uh we'll get through it tonight this morning we started talking about foundations for success and we have started with different uh, uh characters in the bible and we started last week talking about how can god use ordinary people to do extraordinary tasks uh because they they did things that they could never thought it was possible and they trusted God and they allowed the Spirit of God and they allowed God to, to minister to them and God to use them in, in a powerful way. But we started last week talking about a man named Moses. Many of you are familiar with Moses. Uh, Moses, well, I consider one of the greatest persons in the Old Testament. And I'm not going to recap long at all because I want want to move through this quick. But if you missed last week's message, go back and watch it on our YouTube channel, Mount Zion, Assembly of God, or Mount Zion, Plant City. You'll find it right there. And just watch it because I don't want to elaborate long this morning on recapping. But I do want to touch real quickly on those points. And talk about Moses. Moses, he received the Ten Commandments from God. He led the children of Israel out of 400 years of slavery in Egypt. He had wrote the first five books of the Bible. An amazing man. When you think about Moses, Moses just have accomplished an incredible thing. But let's read, let's read our, our scriptures because it's, I believe it's the foundation of what we're here for, the scriptures. The Bible says in Hebrews eleven twenty three 23 through 27, It says, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful. Think about it for a moment. He was a a looking kid, a good looking kid. And they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to obey the feeding pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking for the reward. By faith he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured at seeing him who is invisible. Why did God choose Moses because Moses chose God? And I want to talk to you about this couple real quick as I'm recapping. Moses settled four key issues real quick. He settled his identity. He settled his responsibility. He settled his priorities and and difficulties. He experienced all these challenges. And these, these are the issues that every one of us have to deal with. Moses made the right choice in each instant. And I want us to learn to make it the same for us here today. The choices that we're confronted with in life. And there, were, and there were four foundations that I started talking, four foundations for personal success, discovering what God made you, discovering what God made me to be. Moses was born a Hebrew slave, but he was raised in Pharaoh's grandson and, 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 and Pharaoh's palace, which was the most lavish palace in the world at that time. Now I want you to Get in the theater of your mind. Here's Moses. He had, he had everything going on for him. Moses had an identity crisis. He had to, to decide, am I Jewish or am I an Egyptian? Am I a slave or am I, or am I royalty? In other words, he was confronted with that question. But the Bible tells us that by faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. In other words, he made up his mind that, yeah, this all this good stuff can be up for me, but I need to make up my mind which direction I'm going to go to. Which direction am I going to go? Am I going to follow the, the, the Egyptian lifestyle? Or am I going to surrender all this luxury life and go to the Jewish lifestyle? We should become, they were slaves at that time. It was a big decision for him. Consider this word refuse. It means to disown, to reject, to lift no door open. Moses in- insisted on being what God made him to be, and no one could convince him otherwise. He knew that who I am is, is more important than what people trying to make me be in this world. And how many know the world has a way of making you something that you're not? They, they-, they-, they influence you by... by-, by- stuff in the world and they, and they try to you know penetrate your mind, your thinking that, that you are this kind of individual and so on. And I don't want to get into it because that's another sermon for another time. But I'm telling you, people struggle with their identity because while the world is trying to shape them and confirm them to be something that they're not. But how many of God has a plan. Now what what the application does This has for you and me. God made you for a purpose. He wants you to be you. The first secret of success is be yourself. Be yourself. Quit trying to be somebody else. Quit trying to be somebody that you're not. Quit trying to conform, look like everybody else, drink like everybody else, talk like everybody else, but the same thing everybody else has, be yourself. Discover what God made you to be. You are unique. You are different. You are, you know what? You are an original design. In other words, there is nobody, there is no one like you in this planet called Earth because it's only you. God made you specially for his purpose. And, and, and you, are, you are designed by God in a, in a way that... That, you know what, when God created you, he broke the mold and started with somebody else. Can I get an amen? Ain't you glad we don't have a bunch of the same of you around? Lord have mercy. Leon's not here right now, but I'm telling you, imagine five, six Leon's walking around. We couldn't handle it. Oh, he was speaking about the devil. I mean, thinking about Leon. The next thing is accept responsibilities for my own life. I set responsibility for my own life. God has given you the freedom of choice, and the choices that you make will determine your future. Isn't that important? God has given you the freedom of choice, and the choices that you make will determine your future. How I many of that is so true? The choices that you make as a young person, a teenager, a young adult, man, they can either help you in the future or ma- mess up your whole life. You know what, you hang out with the wrong crowd, you, you start getting involved in the wrong things, and before you know it, it can mess up your life. The Bible tells us that, that choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. If you want to make an impact with your life, it is your choice, not mine. You might say, it's, 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 you know what, I am not as close to God I was would like to be. But I, but I don't believe that. I believe that you can be close to God as, as you want to be. You know what? You can determine how close to God you want to be. How much you want to invest in this relationship with the Lord. You determine that. You know what? And that's why he took responsibility. The Bible tells us that by faith, Moses, when he was grown up, see, a mark of maturity is when you start accepting responsibility for your own life that's a mark of maturity when you start accepting responsibilities for your own life there's a mark of maturity when you stop blaming others other people you know what you can't blame you can't cruise through life blaming everybody for for all the things that you that goes wrong for you You know what, we cruise through life blaming this and blaming that. And you know what, I came from the wrong side of the tracks. And, you know, I grew up in this this dysfunctional family. I tell you what, we all come from a dysfunctional family. You should know my family. We all come from problem situations. I mean, if you come from a perfect home and perfect life, and man, God bless you. But for the rest of us, who, who... who are trying to get through life. You know what? We need to start blaming everybody for our, our setbacks and our struggles and, and things that we're confronted with, we deal with. As a baby, it was okay for Moses to live, off, to live off of his parents' faith. But when he grew up, he had to make that decision on his own. You can't, you can't depend on, on somebody else. In other words, this is what we left off last week. Three facts of life: I can't live off other people's spiritual commitment. You've heard people say, "My parents were Christians," or "Or my dad was a missionary," or "My or my husband or wife is a believer." So what? You need a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ yourself. You cannot ride the train on somebody else. You you gotta ride it on your own. You gotta. Get on the wagon on your own and, 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 and trust the Lord and have a relationship with the living God on yourself. I used the example last week about, you know, we have a cell phone plan. How many of you have that cell phone plan? A family plan. In other words, I pay the bill and everybody benefits of my bill. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But, you know, there's a time that they have to take, pay their own bills. It's the same thing with life. I can't blame others for my direction of my life. See, society says that it, the exact the opposite. It says if it's not your, it's not your fault. It, it, you're a product of your environment. Blame other people for your messed up life, but you can't blame others for the direction of your life. It's your life. You can't control all the circumstances, but you can choose how you will respond to it. Man, we all face struggles. We all face setbacks in life. We all face tragedies in our life that, that is beyond our control. We can't do nothing about it. But how you respond to it, how you respond to it is it, a big difference. You, it, can, it can hit you hard like a freight train, and, you know, and, and, and it will take you down. But you can either choose to stay down. Or oh, you say, yes, this has been hard, this has been difficult, I, I, I want to wish it on nobody else, but I tell you what, I'm going to get back on my feet, I'm going to keep praising the Lord, I'm going to keep trusting God, because you know what, in spite of what I'm going through, God is still faithful, God is still good, and I'm going to go all the way with the Lord on my side. You know what? Man, if if I'm going to go through something difficult in my life, I'd rather go through it with God than not go with God at all. Because we're all going to face struggles. You might think, well, you know what? I thought Christian people don't face struggles. you kidding me? Christian people face problems just like anybody else. The difference is that the Lord's on your side. Man, I, I go through troubles just like anybody else. No one can ruin my own life except me. You know, I am free to choose my response. You might, have, you might have had the worst upbringing possible. You must have suffered through all oh, abuse situations. There might have been a horrible tragedy that you have been through. I, I am very sympathetic to that. But, but as real and tragic as those experiences are, they will, never, they will not ruin your life. The only one who can do that is you. You can allow that the, 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 the tragedy or, or if you became a victim of something, you can decide to stay there. Or you can say, I'm moving forward with the Lord. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. It's more easy said than done. I get it. I understand. I mean, I live in the real world like you do. I, I, I know. I understand. But I tell you what, you have to trust the Lord that he's going to help you through what you've been through. And look to God. The next thing I want to talk to you about is this. And I have no clue where I left off. There it is. Establish a value system for my life. I get so excited I forget to change the screen here. Establish a value system for my life. If you're you're going to make your life count, you need to settle the issue of what is really important. Clarify it in your life. Moses clarified his value and priorities. In other words, you need to establish a value system in your life. In other words, what's really important in my life? The Bible tells us that he considered the reproach of, of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt for he was looking to the reward. And he even not met Christ yet. But he knew there's something better for me than what's here. I tell you what, when you realize that there's something greater, there's a better reward. Yes, I might be going through hell on earth, and I might be going through all these setbacks, but I'm telling you, there is something better on the other side. If I learn to hold on, if I, hold, if I learn to not give up, if I learn that in spite of that, I know they're talking about me on Facebook, and I know they're talking about me, they already unfriend me, oh, they're going to hurt my feelings. You'd be surprised how many people are, 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 are hunger and driven by likes. Oh, you don't, mean, you don't want to preach on that this morning, didn't you? Oh, it's too hot to handle. I'll move on. Moses thought this thing out and made a, cho- make, made a choice to do what is right. He evaluated his options, considered them, and he weighed them in the, in the balance. It is the same thing that each of us must do. We need to establish whether we are going to accept God's value system or not. You need to sit down and seriously consider, what is the world am I living, I'm, I'm, I'm living for? What, what are you living for today? If, you were, if I were to ask you the five or ten values, the pillars on which you are building your life, would you be able to do it? Think it through for a moment. What is those pillars in your life, that value system in your life? Can you name 10 of them? Can you name five of them? What is your foundation that you say, you know what, this is what I'm building my life on. And this is what I, what I value, what's important in my life. In other words, I'm not going to allow nobody. I'm not going to allow CNN. I'm not going to allow Fox News. I'm not going to allow Univision or Telemundo to tell me how to run my life. I'm going to trust the Lord. This is my foundation, and this is, who I'm, this is what I'm holding on firm to. See so what happens if you don't have a strong foundation, you fall for anything. Let me break it down a little bit for my Spanish community. Si no permites, si no permites que el Espíritu Santo te agarre el corazón fuerte, lo que va a pasar en tu vida es que te, te vas a caer por cualquier cosa. Te va a afectar tu relación con el Señor. And it's going to affect your relationship with God if you don't stand firm in the things of God. You will fall for anything. He, he, he established something important in, your, in his life. Moses regards what is important and what's not important. Most people have never done that. And that's why they they fail in life. Man, if you don't if you don't evaluate the important things in your life. Man, you know what it's like? The older I'm getting, my 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 how I many of you realize what's really important in life? The longer I live, the older I'm getting, what I thought was important 25 years ago, three years ago, I'm thinking, man, I can give it away. But what's important, it becomes family is important. Health is important. Relationship with your loved ones is important. You know what? You know what? That's it spending time with your loved ones is the important thing. I've never been in somebody's deathbed in a hospital dying and saying to me, Pastor, I wish I would have spent more time playing golf. Oh, pastor, I wish I would spend more time fishing. Oh, oh, I spend more time. No, no, you know what they say. I wish I would spend more time with my family. You know what? In other words, you establish a value system in your life. And Moses didn't compromise that. He didn't allow that to, to shake them and, 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 and derail him from his purpose that is ahead of him. Uh, you know what? Even for young people today, man, even going to college and, and, and marrying somebody one day, you better establish your value system. Oh, come on now. I mean, that's important. You can fall in love with slick Willie real quick. You know why he might be slick and he be good looking and wear those nice tight jeans and nice boots, but does he have a job? You know it's good preaching when the audience starts preaching back at you. Come on now, does he have a job? Does he have an ambition? Does he have a goal in life? What is his purpose in your life? You're listening to me, young lady. I'm just picking, but how I many of that we are? I was a youth pastor for almost 17, close to 18 years. A youth pastor. Man, we we deal with so many young people through through the years. You know what? You need to make right the right choices in life, the right decisions in life, because it will affect you. You phone, you know. You give your heart to a, to a person, man. They, you know because you, you give yourself emotionally to them. You know what they can. You know what they can become an abuser. They can become. They can become controlling. They can become manipulators. And you know what you have. Yeah, and, and then you start saying things that like, well, nobody understands him like I do. You know what happened? You have given your heart emotionally already. Oh, no, you don't want to hear this. You don't want to hear this. You want hear things like, you don't want to hear it. Let's move on. We value a lot of Christians today who have brought into this world, uh, you know, a value system. They're living that system without even thinking about, about you, know, you know, thinking about what the consequences are. What's ironic is that Moses, by the world standard, he had it made you know by the world standards he had it he had it going on everything was great for him he already had everything the world had to offer he had power he had heir to the throne of the most powerful country of the world at that time he had pleasure he, you know every wind that would be you know satisfied in the palace of egypt he had possession he the wealth of the world was 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 concentrated in Egypt Moses had it all but he walked away from it think about it you know it's like walking today away from you know big salaries and you know contracts and say you know what I'm not gonna compromise my my, my life for that Moses he, he he had a he Moses value system let me break this real quickly have you told him about 25 minutes he knows how much you got left. Three minutes. Are you sure you're counting this right? God's purpose is more valuable than popularity. God has a plan for my life. I'm going to lead those people to freedom. He refused to be called the sons of Pharaoh's daughter. I, want, I keep referring repeating that because that I want you that's important you get that he had everything on, on his available for him he said i'm going to give up the prestige the power the popularity because it doesn't last pride and prestige is fleeting you know what i mean it doesn't last forever i mean over this one when the one song wonders what do you call him you know what do you call that What hate wonders, thank you. You know what, they're they're singing like, you know, songs of today and tomorrow, you're like, who are those people? Well, he he realized that. He realized, yes, it might look good today, but tomorrow it means nothing. But what matters is my relationship. See, he also valued people are more, more valuable than pleasures. The Bible says choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin the bible always tells the bible always tells the truth it says there is pleasure in sin the bible says sin is fun of course it is fun if you if you are if you you know if you're bummer to nobody would we'll do it but it's only fun for a season for a short time it, it doesn't last Sin is good, but it's for a season. It doesn't last. You know what? I mean, how oh, people fall into the trap of the enemy? The, the devil. How I many the devil wants to show you the best things he can offer you, and 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 he trap you into fall into those temptations and, and those pleasures of sin. And they're wonderful, but what happened? They start affecting you. And how I many you can't you can't you can't gamble? You can't make deals with the devil. But he, he but he choose to re- the right things. And we're called to choose the right things too. God, God's peace is more valuable than possessions. And I'm hurrying. God's peace is more valuable than possessions. He considered the per- reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt. For he was looking for the reward. A couple of verses back, he rejects the, the world's measure of success. Then he rejects the world's pleasures. Now he's rejecting the world's treasures. He does what is right before God. Peace is more important than possessions. Peace is more important than, than possessions. He, oh man, I can partner for a minute and, and preach on that. Peace is more important than possessions. Man, people would... People's... Restless nights because of the stress and the pressure of things that you must accomplish if you want to keep up with the world system and the pressure of, of having and driving and, and obtaining the most luxury things in the world and the pressure of the world and and, and we buy and we obtain and we have things to impress people that we don't even like. The peace, peace is more important than possessions. Man, possessions will drive you to have things will drive you nuts and especially in the fast-paced world that we're living today did you know that 8 out of 10 people are in debt not just in debt really in debt 8 out of 10 people man they're living in bondage of debt living by paycheck by paycheck they can't even give to God because if they give to God it it messes up the whole budget thing because I can't pay the mortgage I can't pay the car and especially in the times that we live ain't you glad that God have not raised the the tithe higher you imagine if God says listen we're having a you imagine if God said pastor we're having a shortage in heaven we need to raise it 20% 10% tell the people to give it up more man get out of debt I don't know who I'm talking to I didn't mean this even on my note it might be for somebody get out of debt get out of debt and you'll have peace of mind you have peace and then you can give it to the kingdom of God to accomplish more and do more that will last longer eternally for the kingdom of God Temporal things come and go, but man, I tell you what, I got to stop. It's past my time. I got, I got to quit. Maybe I'll finish next week. You want me to finish next week? or just, we move on to another sermon. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Get up on your feet this morning. Man, peace of mind. Peace of our heart. Peace of mind. Man. Let's bow our heads for a moment. Father, we just thank you this morning. Thank you for your word that have spoken to us. Thank you for your word. You have challenged us this morning. And Father, I don't know who I might be preaching to, but maybe for someone who needs to hear that 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 you have established values in their life they can establish those value systems in their life, maybe in their relationship with you, maybe in their relationship with their, chi- their children or, or their relationship with their spouse this morning, maybe where they work at, Lord, you know, that they can establish a, a value system, that they will not allow things to, that will come against them in relationship with you. And Father, I pray, Lord, that you will bless each one of them, touch them. Lord, give them peace in their mind this morning. Give them peace in their hearts this morning. And, Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for everyone who have shown up this morning and those who are listening through the the airwaves. Father, Lord, just touch them. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And everyone says amen. i give a lot of big clap of praise this morning. Those who are watching online, we thank you. We'll see you next week. Hallelujah. Amen.